really train our children the way our parents trained us? Should we follow the guidelines? Should we follow the strict rules that doesn't really even apply to any moral teaching? Do we go to church at the time and not tell them that things also happen, bad things also happen in churches? Or do we just seclude them and just lock them up somewhere and feel that oh we're giving them a better life and all of that i understand that parents are trying every day to put food on the table to give their children good education but then what happens after the education has been given what happens after the good life has been lived do you actually teach your children sex familiar problems unfriendly friendly friends do you tell them the dangers of being close to people or, or allowing people to do certain things to them because they feel that this person is familiar do you make them to know the difference to separate the difference between this this uncle or this auntie and you and mommy hi guys my name is Paula and this is Naya Dumal and today we're going to be talking about parenting I may not be a parent now but I know I'm going to be a parent someday and I told myself that I am going to be a parent that is going to pay attention to everything because I mean, sometime in our life we wish that our parents put their eyes on us in a certain way that we didn't have to go through things that were out of our control. I know people would be like, no, it was in your control. You could have stopped it. You could have said, but what do you do or what do you say when you don't even know what is happening to you in the first place? At what I want to know exactly, at what age are you supposed to start to talk about sex with your children? I, for one, I feel you should start as soon as your child turns eight or even five. Okay, five, you could start with safe words, then you graduate because I feel five, the child is there to understand things, and then you graduate and start to tell them about sex and the dangers of people around. Let them know that there are people who do not uh, uh, mean well and there are people who mean well. Let them know that their private parts are supposed to be for them and not for everybody. Let them know that you alone are allowed to kiss them on the lips. No other person should kiss them on the lips. Because I know I mean a lot of parents now do that as a sign of affection to their children. But I feel that to some extent you're exposing these children to possible uh, predators. Because, I mean, if I kiss you as my child on the lips, and a stranger comes to kiss you on the lips, you're never going to say no. But you should tell them. It's your duty to make sure that your children do not go through any trauma that could destroy or change them pattern of their life so let's give for example 
have a 10-year-old child who is in need of a tutor, a home tutor. Do you leave this child to be by herself with a tutor? Or do you actually keep someone there to monitor everything? Or do you get yourself involved in the learning process of that child? Okay, so what do you do when your child comes up to you and says, Uncle was on top of me? When you don't understand, do you just ignore it and just move on? I know that it's it's really difficult to raise a child. It's really difficult to balance out everything. I mean, that's the way we were brought up. They were our parents were brought up. They were brought up in the way that they had to just face what was in front of them. Their parents never, for once, came to meet them to say, "Oh, my child, how's your mental health? How are you doing?" No, it was work, work, work. Go and get money to live a better life for yourself. In fact, your parents will tell you they don't have money to take you to school or to see you through school at whatever level that you wanted. But then, we always took these children of ours to make sure that we're not only giving them that education, but we're giving them all-round education. Because one thing that is very powerful is information. Information is very powerful and an information being spread can help the whole world. It can save a life. What about schools? What are you guys doing? What are we doing to make sure that the younger ones are being safe? I mean, there are lots of cases of rape, neighbors, uncles, aunties, tutors. What exactly are we doing to prevent all of that from happening? Are we just ignoring it and are we just allowing it to just go on as long as it wants to? No. That's not how to go. No matter how a child comes to you to put words, be it in a very aggressive manner, always go back to that child to find out information. Always go back to get details of whatever may be going wrong. I mean, it's better to know what's going on than to be sorry later and to regret everything. How exactly do you put your children through growing up and knowing your value in the society? I watched a movie the other day uh, and this woman, because she got pregnant at her father's house and she got harsh treatment from her father and she got kicked out and she had to raise that child herself. Because of the shame, because of the pain she felt, because of everything, she transferred the hatred to that child. She hated the child, she talked down on the child, she abused the child. So the things, the necessary things she was supposed to be teaching the child, 
She didn't. She wasn't teaching her anything. The only thing she did was to condemn her and condemn her. But you feel that when you're harsh to your children, they follow, they know that, oh yes, I want you to be a good child, that's why I'm being harsh. But no, you're pushing that child into danger. Okay, so then the child grew up. She found someone who encouraged her, who put light into her life, who made her feel important and who made her feel that she was brilliant and valued and important. But then it ended up being that that man or that person just wanted to take advantage of a vulnerable girl. He raped her. Her mom found out that she was pregnant and her mom kicked out of the house without even asking her, okay, so how did it happen? Like, what happened here? She kept everything to herself and she left the house, gave birth to that child. She raised that child by herself. It didn't make her to hate. That's why I'm saying that the world is changing. Okay? So, we shouldn't use the hand, the same hand that our parents used to bring us up to bring up our children. So she gave birth, right? And she was nice to her child. In fact, she saw that child as a blessing to her life. And she made sure that that child had every good thing that he wanted. She made sure that she took care of the child to her best abilities, put him in good schools, sure that he was living a good life contrary to what her mother put her through contrary to the backlash and the, the, the bad and satanic words that she had every day she never transferred that to her child what I'm trying to say here is that no matter what it is you've gone through in your life Never transfer it to your children because that child that you brought to the world has a different path from you. I was watching a reality TV show where a girl was talking about how she dealt with depression and um, how family is is underrated and how her parents are good people, her parents love her, they shower her with love, but that emotional connection she wanted, she wasn't getting it from them. And that's what I'm talking about parenting, that's what I'm talking about. I know that their parents, our parents and fathers and mothers never showed them emotional connection and all of that, but you should try your best. To catch up with your children before it gets too late. Okay, so a lot of things will be going on in her life. She has to, you know, do other things to make sure she's sane. She would inflict pain on herself. She would want to commit suicide and all of that bad thing. And that's because of every other thing that she has been going through. But her family is not there to see her through. 
that's why I'm saying that parenting in this new generation needs to be different. As much as you expect your children to know things and to go the way because you you feel that's the way it's meant to be, you should try to think back at the world, this present world that we are in and understand that there are lots of things that at our disposal. There are lots of information flying on the internet. Do not allow this child to go and read the wrong information. Always have some kind of bond with your children. Try to check up on them, on their mental health. Because if you put your children through this kind of system, it's the same thing or the same way they're going to approach you. It's the same kind of, of energy they're going to give to you. So, and that is what parenting Parenting is not all about going to school, taking me to school, and giving me money, feeding me, giving me a good standard living. It's about that emotional support. And I feel that our fathers and our mothers do not meet us there. And that's why we have a lot of children, a lot of adults, young adults that go into drugs, go into prostitution, they go into uh, 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 bad things, they meet bad people, they get pregnant, they lose their wombs. Some of them are even dead because of that. So what are the key things that parenting should carry or parents should know? Use kind words to your children. Always check up on them and try to know what's going on in their life. Never give up that you're... Never give up the sense that you're suspecting them. Instead of being or showing your disappointment, let them know that you're there and that you're willing to support whatever lifestyle they choose. Try to have hangouts and have random conversation with your children. Listen when they talk. Listen when they tell you things. Try to go back to that statement, to that random statement that your child made. Try to follow up with your friends. What kind of friends do they have? What do they really do outside? Pray with them. Pray with your children. And the very last one is talk to them about sex, about drugs, about human beings, about the internet on time. Never think that it is too early to
Nobody is born a natural communicator. It's like riding a bike or hitting a baseball. Marriage communication is a skill you can learn. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Paula Nanya and this is Nanya's Dumel. And today we're going to be talking about communication in marriage. It is said to be that good communication is a key to improving your relationship. There is nothing like, oh, I'm bound to talk. Oh, no, it's because you're a talker. It's about, it's about you being more expressive. No. Marriage is a partnership. And you can never be on your own when it comes to marriage. You have to be together from a un- united force. And, and try and learn the new things that your partner does and try to incorporate it into the marriage. Would you look at your parents and, and be like, oh, okay, they didn't communicate, they don't normally communicate, and then why should I do that? You should put effort in communication because it would help to to build a stronger bond in the marriage communication in relationship is like a river when thoughts and feelings flow smoothly between married partners it's fun it feels good it helps support everyone around however when the flow is bumpy, it is potentially dangerous and destructive. So when communication gets blocked, pressure builds up. When the word starts to flow again, they tend to come out suddenly in a damaging, raging flow. So do not break that connection. Do not break that current. When you want to communicate, make sure you communicate all through the marriage. Don't communicate in one week and in the next one month, you don't communicate anymore. By the time you come back to communicate, there are a lot of blockages. There are a lot of... It's just like it's just like using a tap. It's just like using a tap. You used to stay in this building and you're on this particular tap. And all of a sudden, you go away for like two months. When you come back, what is going to come out of that tap the moment you open it would be death. Bad water, colored water, you know. A lot of things are conjured into the, inside, the, inside the tap and the pipe and everything. So what's coming out there is going to be damaging. I know that a lot of married couples struggle with healthy communication, especially about important issues. It's common, it's really common for couples to have to avoid difficult conversation. They are so tricky to, you know, to go back and forth with, you know, giving out information and all of that. But in all, it's still very important because over time, a lack of a full communication flow it dries up the passion and love between them 
you would ask me, what does great marriage communication look like? In a great relationship, couples talk freely, openly. They feel safe sharing their private thoughts. They are comfortable. They are, they are considerate. They feel like, they feel comfortable when difficult issues come up because they know that they can talk through it, okay? They know that they are in control. And when you have a very attentive partner, it makes communication even easier. So rather than you just being quiet and looking at the wrong that I have done and dismiss it before you even hear it, we can both sit down together and just have a very cool communication and, you know, work things out. What about having a big fight? How exactly do you guys come back to settle? Do you uh, go out, ignore the fact that, oh, there's an elephant in the room, and then you just walk past and ignore every protocol and you just come back and act like, oh, nothing happened. You stay away one week, two weeks without trying to settle the issue or reconcile the matter. And you just let it be like that. You are blocking that communication. And the results would either lead to, you know, broken marriages, divorces, and all that. Great communication in a relationship, like I said before, is a skill that you can learn. It takes practice. And you should try and listen to your partner. Okay? You should try and listen to your partner. If your partner says, you don't talk about stuff, why don't you listen and try to make things better? Try to see how you're going to work out all the differences that you guys have. By the way, you're there for the long run, right? So if you're there, why don't you put in the work and not just leave it to the woman or to the man to try and fix up things and, you know, it it becomes really difficult to communicate. Now, People would ask, why is communication in marriage so hard? Well, a lot of people did not hear positive models of communication from their parents, right? You know, growing up, we didn't really like... In fact, in the homes right now, parents don't really have like communications with their children. So they don't really think that... It's something that is necessary. You know, it's one thing to see something as necessary and it's one thing. It's another thing to see that same thing as important. So if you grow up in a home where your parents don't even really have communications with you, you're never going to develop that skill. Without a strong foundation in skillful communication, it's easy for your emotions to run high. And to go off track. Fortunately, these skills can actually be learned by you. So you don't necessarily have to blame your parents for, you know, 
not being able to show you what communication is about the things that you should just learn on your own over time with age you would definitely develop it and another would ask is it important to improve communication in marriages yes and yes and yes it is highly important to improve communication in marriage because having a fight and talking it over would save you a lot of will save you a lot of um will save you a lot of back and forth it will save you a lot of nagging it will save you a lot of um headaches and basically you just talk and talk and talk and clear out the air and you would definitely look at that person and be like oh now i see why i married you or now i see why i fell in love with you it's all about love it it you know you know they say that love is the beginning of everything yeah it is but love is not the end of everything because other things are supposed to make this love stand so if you ignore communicating if you ignore understanding if you ignore patience if you ignore perseverance if you ignore fun in activities the love is hanging by thread and sooner or later that thread is going to cut so it's very important very important for you to improve your communication especially if you're a person that doesn't really like to talk you should try and improve on that and then another will ask why is communication in marriage important hmm. i will tell you that effective communication allows good thoughts and feelings to flow between couples okay so it helps it helps to to reduce the tension in the house it helps to reduce the the hot the resentment you know basically everything because communication in a relationship is is a great key and everyone deserves to have a healthy relationship okay so find out how to you know to solve each other's problems so you don't have to end up having you know to break up the marriage and all of that so i feel like at the beginning stage of everything you shouldn't try to ignore the fact that this person doesn't really talk so much i don't want to tell you oh if your boyfriend or your girlfriend doesn't talk so much break up with her no i don't want to tell you that but have a conversation with the person and try and see how things can work so that you guys can walk past it and see if there's going to be improvement but if there is no improvement what the hell walk away <laughs> yeah guys walk away if you can walk away that's what it is and try to go for marriage counseling they're going to tell you more things that you need to know and i mean that is what i feel i'm going to be dropping other series of this 
topic because I'm not going to just put all the gists in one uh, episode. I'm going to have a series on it. So I'm going to be dropping that and we'll see. Let's talk. Let's discuss. Send me a message if you want to know more about marriage, communication, and all that if you want to know how to improve it if you know want to know how to fix a poor communication if you want to know what causes lack of communication and if you want to know what god says about it generally all right let me know what you guys think about it and till next time my name is paula nanya bye guys